All right, you all, welcome back once again to the Diggy A2 podcast. We got episode seven up here. We're talking about the Beastie Boys, one of the most anticipated shows of the season thus far. I just want to give a quick shout out to all of my, uh, I'm going to say my, our fans, supporters who've been emailing, calling, uh, text messaging me about how much this channel has grown in shoot man I'm like seven eight weeks it is tremendous what's going on out there but continue to subscribe spread the word we're going to show love so uh the support that we have for our favorite topic which is hip-hop uh lots of bad things are going on in the world right now but one thing that connects all of us is always music uh we really find that as a safe haven as a safe place so i'm going to switch gears here and uh, do a quick introduction of two guests that you've already heard from four william james boyd AJP the Paris are back on the show again to talk about uh, one of the most impactful groups in the history of hip hop, which is the Beastie Boys. And you guys, I got a big announcement about this show because <laughs> have all. <laughs> so I'm amp. I'm ready to go. William James is ready to go. AJ is ready to go. So let's just jump into the tail of the tape real quick so we can get this going. Yo, yo. And so. BC Boys, all right, three-time Grammy winners, four-time MTV VMA Awards, which one of them was the Michael Jackson Video Vanguard Award for Lifetime Achievement in 1998, <clears throat> one-time MTV uh, Europe Award, two-time MTV Japan Award. They are the third hip-hop group to be inducted into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame behind Grandmaster Flash and the Furious Five and Run DMC, who we've already had an episode about already. Yep. Uh, one of the most influential hip-hop rock artists at, in, in, in the history of time, which we'll definitely dive into in this uh, episode. Uh, they have sold 20 million albums worldwide, making them one of the most uh, widely sold hip-hop groups in history, or actually probably the top. I don't think anybody's even close to them in regards to album sales. Uh, but we're going to be talking about the BC Boys in the 80s. So in the 80s, BC Boys dropped two albums, very distinct sounds, very unique styles, and... The very first album, License to Ill, is considered by most uh, the greatest, uh, what I would say, first albums in the history of music from some of the things I was reading. Uh, people all around love this album. Uh, it is one of the nine hip-hop, or uh, is going to blow you guys' mind. This is one of the nine hip-hop albums in history to have diamond cells. All right, let me, let me just give you an idea. Wow. <laughs> million albums sold there are only nine albums in history of hip-hop license to ill is one of those nine albums all right that's just nice this yeah. that album has done and also it was covered by the source magazine uh blessed with five mics as well license to ill Paul's boutique which came out in 1989 which was very different but license to ill paul's boutique is what we're going to be focusing on uh for this episode because we are talking about the 80s and we're talking about hip-hop in the 80s and you can't talk about the impact of hip hop in the eighties without talking about the Beastie Boys. All right, so <laughs> that, I'm gonna pass the mic. To, uh -uh. Give us a little Wait. bit of perspective on Beastie Boys' impact in the world of hip hop in the eighties. Hey, hey, Rob. Yeah, I thought you said you had a you had a bold statement to make. Yeah, I, you, yeah, I did. Yeah, yeah. You get I think we want to hear that first. <laughs> Right, here we go. Here we go. So, hey, you, I, you. if you out there listen, IE, listen. All right. So, for all the fans out there listening, DJ IE, shout out to DJ IE if you when you're watching this. Uh, but yeah, my bold statement. So, I had a couple of conversations with a certain gentleman on the show uh, a few weeks ago, 
and uh, I was like, yo, man, why are we doing Beastie Boys, man? Beastie Boys is whack as fuck. Like, why are we doing the Beastie Boys? <laughs> so a couple of my um, co- comrades, uh, Jay and DJ IE and William James Boyd, sat me down and said, yo, what in the hell is you talking about? Like, why are you not giving Beastie Boys their props? So my bold announcement, this is bold, you guys. Check this out. I'm going to put Beastie Boys in my top five most impactful groups in the history. In the yes. Yes. Beastie Boys, man, they changed how you look at hip-hop. Look at that. changed how you expand hip-hop. Uh, and I'm going to make that bold announcement right now. So when I had my top five, my top five was Run DMC, Eric B and Rakim, it was LL Cool J, MC Light, and then I had Public Enemy. But I'm going to swap out Public Enemy. I'm going to have a graphic come up right here. Fashion <laughs> out Public Enemy, and I'm replacing them with the Beastie Boys. The Beastie Boys has so much influence on hip-hop, it is insane, even more so than Public Enemy. I mean, when I was going listening to some of their music, I was like, yo, like, I've heard this in other songs. I've heard this in other little trickles, you know, and, and other... Yep hip hop and you you can't like not give them their respect um if you don't go back and listen and do your homework and i am being humble right i can admit when i'm wrong right i was wrong you know what i mean so uh, i i apologize you know i took my cap if i had one on today but oh, yeah. I, I got the waves go out you know what i mean so uh but i took my cap to a point and dj ie shout out to y'all man for humbling me and making me go back um, as a historian, listen to the music. Their impact on hip hop is unmatched. All right, that, yes. that, that is my bold statement for. Wow. I rest of this. Yeah. I'm replacing Public Enemy with the BC Boys. So yes, that is wow. deep. That's, yes, that's that deep. Is. To you guys, man, for making opening my eyes as a historian to go back. And, man. So AJ, thanks for putting him on the spot, bro. I think, man. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I wanted to hear the bold statement. I didn't know it was gonna go that deep. I thought I was just gonna hey, be like, I'm going. Hey, yeah. yeah, I thought they'll whack, but I take it back. That's all I thought <laughs> it was gonna be. You know. <laughs> hey, hey, but li- like you said, Rob, um, you know the whole impact and everything. Even like to this day, like a, like album from last year, Astro World by Travis Scott. Listen to the song Carousel, and now you know you listen to License to Ill, you're going to hear something on that song throughout the whole song. And uh, it's, it, you'll be like, oh, shit. I heard huh. that. Just like what you said. And it's, I'm going to have to check it. that out. Yeah, yes. Carousel. Check it out. Yes. Other than, the, other than the song being dope, but the album. I get a deep sample. It was a pretty decent album. But, AJ, I just want to pass the mic to you, man, uh, just really quickly on how the BC Boys has impacted hip-hop from your perspective. All right, great. So the Beastie Boys, you know, they debuted uh, License to Ill, right? But before that, I've heard of them. Um, you know, they came out with a couple underground tracks um, called Rock Hard, which they sampled ACDC's um, Back in Black. Um, mm-hmm. It's, it's a, one of them hard to find. And it was kind of party for your right-ish type of song. But it, it was, you could tell it was so 80s. Um, and they also came out with She's On It on, on the Crush Groove soundtrack. Um, they were actually in the, I think they had a snippet in the movie too. Yeah. Um, and then they came out with this weird, like, psychedelic BS LP called Cookie Puss. Right. And with Cookie Puss, they didn't think anything of it. And all of a sudden, the DJs in New York and Philly and stuff started spinning Cookie Puss. Yep. And at the clubs and stuff like that. And so 
that that right there was like a beginning impact right there and for them to enter a genre that they may have not had any place to be in at that time and and doing what they did from from grassroots from the ground um they paved their way it's not like today where you you, you can flip some bars on somebody's song and then boom you're a star no yeah. they, they paved their they paved their way they they got dirty you know everything yeah did they turn into the frat party group for license Hill? yeah they did but that was the image that they were supposed to present and that was most likely coming from the record company and then they absorbed it and everything so but their their impact after that um is just amazing it's just amazing when that that album came out because it it, it i'm gonna go a little little racial you know int introduction and stuff into it you had, you had people like me i, I break dance i spun in the box i mean i did all that stuff and then you know you listen you listen to run dmc ll and then the bc boys drop and it, it was like that's me right there you know i i kind of dress like that you know and it wasn't anything about disrespect or anything like that but it was just like hmm i like that you know and it wasn't it, to me it wasn't whack um yeah it did fight for your right to party get overplayed yeah i did you know but that's how they do big hits on anybody's album on anybody's record or something like that um one of the big impacts is because when they were working on license to ill um of course rick rubin and russell simmons what and um with russell's brother you know run from run dmc mm -hmm. run, he actually came up with the the intro lyric, whatever you want to call it, the intro verse, the first verse of Paul Revere, um, yep. and, and said, this is what you're doing, and got yep. writing credits for it, and also with Slow and Low, got writing credits for it. And it does kind of sound Run DMC-ish somewhat, mm -hmm. you know, yeah. but it worked, you know? It worked um, like a charm. It worked. Yeah. Uh, and the part I was talking about was he goes, now here's a little story got to tell you know and keep on going bad brothers you know so well yeah and they were ad rock sound and, and all three of them all three of them had a different sound shut up dog yes so you had three rappers in the group that had three different distinct sounds in their voice so you had ad rock with the raspy and and the high-pitched raspy mike d was like kind of sound like a kid but mm -hmm. kind of not but he had the, he had a cool voice, and then MCA was more of like the deeper sound and everything. Yeah, and MCA can flow, you know. Yeah, he wasn't really he wasn't just all the boom back. Hey, he was he he can actually flow. You listen to him throughout the years and so on, still. So yep. Um, just a little bit more impact on the Beastie Boys, you know. Other than what you said, Rob, on a personal level, I mean, I'm gonna put this on record. Um. License to Ill is my favorite album of all time. Every single genre, License to Ill is my number one album. Now, wow. are they, yeah, they, number one, hands down. It's an album Damn. you can just sit there and listen to every song. You can chill, you can drink, you can do whatever. You can, yeah. you can bring it back to being a freaking teenager. Well, some of us. <laughs> <laughs> you know, but, and I also, on the record, my, I have a light, my, my drivers, my, my license plate on my car is um, personalized and it says LC2IL. 
<laughs> I love it. I love it. Yeah. Yeah. So, so I mean, that's, I it. it's, it's a major impact in, in life and everything. And, um, that's, that's, that's how it is to me. AJ, I appreciate that, man. And this is the, you know, when you meet, you know, different individuals, you know, in your life that you come across, uh, in certain, uh, aspects of life, right? So, you know, AJ is, was super, super smart. And when I knew kind of like how about his style, a little bit of his history, he knew about the BC boys. I was like, yo, I gotta have this dude on this show yes. because he is exactly what we're talking about. When the music speaks <laughs> the person, mm-hmm. showcase, not only how it impacts them personally, but how it impacts music as a genre. So, I mean, which brings me to my next, our first discussion question, uh, gentlemen. So License to Ill, uh, you know, AJ's top favorite, number one, but it's also had diamond cells. There's not a lot of artists that can brag about diamond cells. And you know how hard it is to sell 10 million albums and hip hop is extremely hard to do. Mm-hmm. License to Ill not met expectations. It exceeded expectations. Mm-hmm from new york i mean are you yeah. right now like can sell diamond <laughs> so my first question to to you gentlemen i'm gonna pass the mic to boyd on this one first does license mm-hmm. Hill make your top 10 list of hip-hop albums of all time <clears throat> it has to it has to um there are i'm gonna have to actually go back and 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 look at my so look at my list because it changes from time to time but that's one of those albums that will, it, it's, if it wasn't there now, it's there now because it has to be. You have to understand the Beastie Boys DNA uh, is in a lot of different groups. You know what I'm saying? Without the Beastie Boys, you don't have, in my opinion, and I could be wrong, but in my opinion, you don't have like classics like the Judgment Night soundtrack. You don't have your Mike Shinoda's and your, your Lincoln Parks. You don't have, you know, Fred Durst. You don't have uh, the, you know, all the other groups. I think the Beastie Boys. A lot of people made a false comparison between them and Run DMC, and the thing is, you can't make that comparison because even if they were touted as like two sides of the coin, Run DMC were the elder statesmen. You know what I'm saying? Because it's difficult to mention one without the other. So. They were the elder statesmen. They were the kings of rock. You know what I'm saying? There was a certain level of, there was a certain air of uh, aristocracy with Run DMC. The Beastie Boys, they were the parties, the, the, the party guys, the jocks, you know what I'm saying? The, you know, the punk rockers, you know what I'm saying? That rapped, you know, and they morphed into something like extremely important. Like you said, the difference in paradigm from uh, License to Ill to Paul's Boutique was significant. In fact, uh, tell you how impactful they are. Um, the, the the highest selling rap artist on the planet, you know what I'm saying, uh on Kamikaze, you know, used the used the the he he rejiggered the the album cover from the Beastie Boys license to ill for, you know, Kamikaze. He was showing mad props, you know, for that. Facts. Um, Facts. Yeah, yep. seriously. The Beastie Boys, you gotta understand, man, going diamond, my God, that tells you, okay, at a time when things were kind of like, they, 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 they made experimentation possible, you know what I'm saying? And it was so funny because I think they kind of eliminated the whole, oh, that's just another white group, a white boy, you know, type of deal. You know what I'm saying? Kind of like, you know, we still talk about third base. We still talk about uh, the Beastie Boys. But when they came out, they were just something different. There was nobody in that lane and they filled it. You know what I'm saying? 
Yeah. Subsequent albums, you know what I'm saying? They they continue to elevate their craft. They continue to refine it. <laughs> and the best, the like you touched on it earlier, you know, uh, off camera. Hey, the AJ. best songs weren't <laughs> necessarily the ones that hit, you know? The Beastie Boys, they did their thing. And then when you think about it, uh, what was that? The uh, I think it was Paul Revere where they did the uh, – the the backwards the backwards uh you know um that the backwards beat yeah that you know with that you know with the scratching that was that was crazy nobody done that nobody was doing that you know they they were innovators they there was a lot of firsts with the beastie boys and they are underappreciated i know they have all those accolades they're extremely underappreciated and so yes the Beastie Boys are definitely in my top 10. They have to be in my top 10 albums of all time. That album in and of itself, I mean, I might fast forward past girls, but if I do fast forward, it's just because I want to get to a better song. But even even that stupid girl song, I'll listen to it for nothing for, but nostalgia reasons. You know what I'm saying? Because it's goofy. You know, Life for You, Right to Party, they overplayed that on the radio. And it's so funny because the Beastie Boys said, uh, yeah, here's a dig at all you privileged idiots, you know what I'm saying, and everybody's like, oh my God, thank you for your favorite. Like, hey. You know what I'm saying? Oh, gotta love them, man. They're in my top 10. They're definitely in my top 10. Well, I don't have to ask this question to AJ, so that we're going to kind of save some time on that, because I already know how AJ <laughs> But me as a new <laughs> listener to the album this week, um, I, I just, all the major hits, I was like, okay, those are those are right, but it was the, the non-hits that I liked, you know, like the new style, posse and effect. Yes! I like girls. Girls like a flip on elevator music. Like yes, yes. Genius was some of the things that they did. Like who the hell doing this in 1986? Like, and Paul Revere, you know, speaks for itself. Like I don't even have to dive into that. That's a, that's a dope track. Period. You know what I mean? So you can play that on the radio right now, and it's still gonna get played. You know what I mean? It's it's just a dope track. You know, regardless. But <laughs> so let's yep. gears. Yep. So we're talking about um. <laughs> You know, the BC Boys, you know, trans, transcending hip-hop. And then they made another album in 89 uh, called Paul's Boutique. So shout-out to our group, uh, Hip Hop Heads Unite. I put a poll out there this week about which uh, album do you like better, License to Ill or Paul's Boutique. So there was one person, uh, shout-out to DJ IE, if you're watching the DJ IE. He was the one that chose Paul's Boutique over everyone else. 92% of the group chose License to Ill. My vote was there as well. But mm-hmm. I... I can listen to Paul's Boutique this week. And I, and I thought about it. I was like, you know what? I could see why he thought that way because Paul's mm-hmm. Boutique is, is a masterful album. Very different from License to Ill. It uh, is. Sampling, the sound of it is just superior. So I'm going to pass it to AJ first. So AJ, although you feel License to Ill is your favorite album of all genres of music, when you take a glance and listen to Paul's Boutique, though, what are your thoughts on is it misunderstood, is it underappreciated? It's it's both, you know, and the reason it could be my opine, it could be facts, most likely facts, is that we the people wanted another license to ill, you know, the fans wanted an another anthem, you know, and they didn't want to do that, and one of the reasons from stuff I was watching that they you know Paul Boutique came about was. They left Def Jam for contractual reasons and creativity reasons. Um, and so when they got signed by Capitol Records, they were allowed to have this creative freedom. Um, 
And I think you mentioned earlier they got with um, the Dust Brothers, and and that was by accident. They were just having a party, and I think it was Ad Rock heard heard that a song playing in the background, and he found out who it was, and then that's how Paul Boutique got back. The Beasties got back together after a couple months hiatus and started writing uh, Paul's Boutique. Uh, it was purely by accident. And why why is it misunderstood or whatever is because it wasn't licensed to ill, you know, yeah. was it sophomore slump could have been, but people wanted the, the party. They wanted the anthems and they, they didn't deliver those, but they delivered so much music, so much creativity in the music in every single song, the sampling, the layering, um, even instruments that they played, you know, was, a nightmare for hip hop, right? A nightmare for the producers because they felt like, and I believe Chuck D even said it on on an interview. They took they 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 use everything you could possibly think of, and now what? How am I supposed to make an album? You know? <laughs> and yeah. It, 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 and that's that's why DJ IE is so favorable toward <clears throat> Paul's boutique because he's a DJ and he's like a producer and stuff like that. Right, and so you—that's how you appreciate it. And so the regular world, it's misunderstood because that's not what the regular world wanted. I liked it, you know. I yeah. personally liked it, you know. It was funky, you know. It, it was different, and different is, is good. It may not pay the bills sometimes, but technically they they had a long term contract, so they were getting paid regardless, you know. Right. So, yeah, it, it, it's it's I, really I, a great album. It is a great album. Um, I I, I definitely think it's misunderstood, and that goes back to. The sound of hip hop, um, the impact of the BC Boys. The same thing, like you said, AJ. They wanted the kind of like how it, it reminds me of uh, something Eminem said. Uh, you know that um, I'm trying to think of the the lyric um, that he mentioned something about. He wanted the they wanted another uh, Slim Shady LP, and he mm -hmm. he delivered something different. And he delivered you know Marshall Mathers LP, which is the largest, mm -hmm. the highest selling hip hop album of all time. You guys, if you didn't wow. know, it's the Marshall Mathers LP, uh, eleven. Yep. Ones, you know but uh with that in mind though they, they wanted you know the fans wanted one thing and when you listen to lights the ill and paul's boutique very very different i don't even think i heard any guitar riffs at all um yeah except for uh looking down the barrel has a little barrel of gun riffs like a yeah. tiny bit but uh I, I wrote some of those favorites down i like eggman that that sample on Eggman yeah. is <laughs> dope. that is dope. Dope. planes drifter another one of my favorites i heard this week like the sampling, the uh, the creativity, the musicianship, as AJ mentioned, is 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 really really sound and very very cleverly put together. Uh, but it was just overlooked, you know. And and to me, it fits in with the time with the rest of hip hop. But I think to AJ's point, uh, the fans wanted another license to ill. They didn't deliver that. They left Def Jam. So, but those one of those things were. That's why I feel like it's under underappreciated because now you know what gets all these these top uh, album lists and that was on this list and that list top list of the albums in the 80s like i don't even know like who was that that is funky like eggman eggman yo uh -huh. got eggman yo yeah. i don't know anything about bc boys like <laughs> it was you know i had to go back and, and do some research i like yo eggman is funky high drift a uh, high plains drifter i like that yeah like, and i love it because like high plains drifter not only does it evoke a certain image? When I hear High Place Drifter, I automatically go back to Clint Eastwood. You know what I'm saying? It's like, <laughs> yeah. 
like <laughs> West, you like they paint a, a, a but it's funky, boy. It is yes. and like my goodness. Mm -hmm. But all right, you guys. So check this out. So I have no more discussion questions. I want to start wrapping things up, but I want to give AJ the last opportunity to speak on the BC Boys because this was his wheelhouse, and I want to. Be <laughs> I really, really wanted to, uh, when we were talking about this episode early on, you all, uh, I was not excited about this episode. I'm going to be extremely transparent about this. <laughs> so, and re-listening as a, uh, you know, owing it to the rest of the hip-hop historians that are on the show, I owed it to you guys and everyone to go back and re-listen. And I am a fan. I'm putting them on my top five list for the 80s for sure. And if I remember right, uh, AJ put MCA at his uh, top five, uh, I want to say, lyrics. Mm -hmm. Uh, for the 80s as well. So he was number five, but a tie with a couple other cats. Uh, so yeah. I love that dude. He mentioned uh, we was on the show for the first time. But AJ, I'm going to give you the opportunity, sir, to close us out. What are your final thoughts on the BC Boys? And then we can uh, close the show out for this week. So real, like, real quick about the BC Boys, 80s. You know, I, you may have mentioned they opened up for Madonna. Uh, their like, first tour outside of clubs. Um, they toured with Run DMC. Um, I even seen this old deep cut video where they were on this stage uh, about the size of your kitchen table and LL Cool J was on the stage with them in the background. Yeah. It was like, I think it was a Def Jam um, yep. promotion or something like that back then. I mean, you're talking about early, mid eighties or whatever. And so everyone was just into it, you know? And yeah, did they stand out in the crowd? Yes. But <laughs> It, 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 that had nothing to do with anything because it's all about the music. And that's one thing Beasties always were, all about the music. And they end up creating messages later on. And back to the touring part, when I seen them in concert, licensed to Ill Tour, Run DMC opened up for them. So it's always paying back, you know? Yep. And it, it, it's just, they're, they're just a really amazing group. They, they got a chance to do things how they wanted to, and they continue doing that. And as you listen to more albums, there's songs you'll probably kick to the side and you know, and some you'll be like, Yeah, this is this is root down BC boys right there. And yep, they always they have cult collabs with them and everything. Um so yeah, much respect to the BC boys, you know. It, it's just more than 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 just an album. It it was a movement, an impact. <laughs> That's powerful, man. That's powerful. And I appreciate the words, AJ. But we got to start wrapping things up for this. <laughs> and so, shout outs. All right. Let's start with some shout outs. Boyd, who are you shouting out this week, sir? <clears throat> this week, I want to shout out a um, co worker of mine out of Pogo, Chance. Him and his wife, uh, they, they invited me out, showed me a great time. His wife's going to make me some lasagna. Um, <laughs> I want to I I shout out the kids. Uh, my, my son, Tyrese, Gavin, my son, Tavon is in town. I'm going to go scoop him up later. Uh, I want to shout out you two. You know, I mean, it's always a pleasure to get on here and collab with you guys. And I also want to give um, a shout out to the man above, you know, God, you know, who made all this possible. And I'm just thankful for being here, man. And anybody listening, if you have not heard the Beastie Boys, or if you still have doubts, do yourself a favor and go pick up, download, steal. I don't care what you do. License to ill, pause boutique, check your head. At least get those three. I guarantee you, after the first one, you'll 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 be thirsty. You know, I'm telling I'm telling you, cop them, cop them. 
No doubt, no doubt. I was a, I was one of those cats, so no doubt. He's speaking the truth to you all. He's speaking the truth. So, AJ, shout outs this week, sir. And on the cool check-in, <laughs> send the stage on the mic, and we put it on wax. wax. It's the new style. style. <laughs> I had to slip that in there somehow because you gave me the mic, bro. Hey, yes, sir. Yes, sir. Rob, major shout outs to you. It, it, you know, for this program, you, the movement that you're doing is just freaking awesome. And I, I love being a part of it. Honored to be a part of it. Hey, Will, awesome discussion with you. Shout out to you. Hey, this this was great. A um, couple other shout outs. I got to put this up here. Okay. Yes. Yes. All right. It, there's two Twice with a rusty Rob, nail. We'll get into the second meaning. But this Twice is, with uh, a rusty nail. Yeah. My, you know, this is the first Father's Day without my father. He passed away a couple months ago. And so I'm giving a shout out to him. You know, I miss you, love you. And, you know, you're in a better place. You're not suffering because of this. All right. Yeah. Um, my next shout out is to the artist, William K. Stidham. All right. I commissioned him to paint a portrait of the Beastie Boys. Oh, yeah. And what that means, if, for those that who don't know. That was dope. Yeah, it wasn't it's on my Facebook, you know, yeah. heading page, and the media uh, of commissioning the artist. I get that original painting, authenticated original painting that he actually did, and he did it with watercolors. It nice. is so fresh. Uh, yes, he, he posted on his website, and he's such an awesome dude. You know, I have three other paintings that he did that I ordered as reprints and you can go to his website and reprint. Um, but that one I did, um, special and it so happened. It got finished before this show and I didn't anticipate that. Dude. So, Should we put that on, we'll have, uh, on the we'll have to yeah. feature it on, an, on another show? Yeah. We'll the put art. and all that AJ. I got you, dude. I got Thank you. you. Oh, okay. Yeah. Man. Dude, hey, AJ, I'm gonna have to get with you and your boy and commission some art myself. That that was hot. That was hot. It is nice. Yeah, word. Straight up, man. Oh man, I don't even know who I'm shouting out this week, man. Like <laughs> to AJ, uh, you know, mad love to you, mad respect for you, and mad uh, congrats on your job again, bro. That's awesome stuff with you going up to the uh, was is it, is it DOD or DA uh, IG office? I'm not sure. DA IG DA. Okay. Yeah, I, I came from <clears throat> DOD. Congratulations. Shout out to boys. Shout out to DJ IE. Shout out to all the guests that are on the show. I, I, I'm with AJ. I love doing this, man. Like, it, I know it sounds cliche, but creating uh, like, and talking about music, uh, especially during times like this. But uh, my shout outs are short. I want to give a quick shout out to uh, one of my instructor buddies, uh, Master Sergeant Chuff. Actually, Master Sergeant uh, Retiree now, uh, Chanita Reed, who was my mentor when I was here at the Academy on the platform. Uh, to, out to be an instructor and all those things like that um, and shout out to my family uh, I cannot do this without them uh, no question with them having my back and and the, the, when I say my family my immediate family in the house but my army family as well too because everybody knows cool. you'll come across someone in the army uh, sometimes an extension how I got to meet AJ was an extension of my army family how I got to meet yeah. I serve so we're all brothers and sisters in arms and I want to appreciate and showcase that and I want to dedicate this show uh, to MCA of the BC Boys, uh, who also lost his life uh, from cancer as well. So shout out to the BC Boys. Shout out to MCA. Rest in peace. And next week, 
we got MC Light. All right, so get get. <laughs> Yeah, why oh why do I need cappuccino? <laughs> but oh my just like that I crammed to understand you <laughs> for that one too, yo. But shout out to you guys, shout out to hip hop. We'll see you guys next week. All right, 100. Word indeed.